When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. <laughs> Hello, dear friends. Good morning. Such a beautiful, beautiful morning. And uh, let's continue to read this book. And uh, I have to flip through from beginning to the end and uh, sometimes go back to reference or something. And uh, <clears throat> Iliad, this story was not uh, told as Odysseus. I mean, um, in the sense that uh, you get less talks, less videos or less information of the Iliad instead of... Uh, uh, in comparison with Odysseus. So there are a lot of stories, a lot of background I do not understand. And uh, if you feel that my story time is uh, a little bit confusing, it is purely because of my lack of knowledge. So I should acknowledge this before you later on get frustrated. Okay? <clears throat> and I am not frustrated. <laughs> it takes me time. And I think if I read it uh, uh, three times, four times, five times, I will start to get understand it. For some other stories, now I understand because I have read many times. So this is one of my way of learning. Give myself the time to read, to understand. And another thing uh, of my weakness is that uh, I have no shame. And uh, this is the first time I read it and uh, I share it to the world. I share the confusion uh, of my reading to you. And uh, I am an irresponsible person because without myself understanding it, I already read it. So I'm sorry for your time. Okay, let me enjoy this. Disaster for the Greeks. The next morning, both armies strode out both armies strode out to meet each other. The soldiers swam their blades like reapers cutting corn, and Agamemnon fought as fiercely as a lion. 
als äh, Mufasa. Push forward, he shouted to his men, as hard as you can. Push forward as hard as you can, he shouted to his men. <laughs> Gradually, the Trojans were forced back towards the Scaean Gate. Now the Greeks were close to the walls of Troy. It looked as though they were on the brink of victory at last. Ooh, they see good sign. I mean, the Greeks seeing good sign. But the war wasn't destined to end yet. As the Trojans huddled together outside their gates, Zeus sent Iris, the rainbow goddess, to encounter Hector. Be brave, she told him. I bring a message from Zeus. He says that you should order your men to keep fighting but hold back yourself until Agamemnon is wounded. When that happens and you see him withdraw from the fight, charge forward and attack the Greeks as hard as you can. If you do that, you will reach their ship before nightfall. Whoa, don't fight now. Don't fight now, Hector. Hold on, hold back. Let your soldiers, let your men do the job. And uh, when they hurt Agamemnon, Agamemnon start to retreat. This is a time you jump up. Keep your force. Keep the power of you. But do not, do not discharge your power too early. She vanished. The rainbow vanished. Rainbow iris vanished. And Hector turned to his troops. Keep fighting, he shouted. Zeus has promised us victory. As Zeus had ordered, he held back from the fighting himself. He watched Agamemnon charge towards the Trojans and saw a young man named Iphidamas. Iphidamas, step out to meet him. Iphidamas. Iphidamas had left home on his wedding day to help with the defense of Troy, but he was no match for Agamemnon. As they clashed, his spear buckled against the Greek king's shoulder, Greek king's shell, shield, and that was the end of him. Oh, Iphidama, I-P-H-I-D-A-M-A-S, 
i fi da di e ma m a s i fi da mas. He lay dead on the battlefield, and his young wife never saw him again. Oh, even if reading a story that breaks my heart. Ah.、Oh. Let me continue. Ifidama's brother, Kuhn, saw him fall and flung himself furiously at Agamemnon. Within seconds, he was dead too. Oh, the papa mama of Ifidama's. Oh, but before he died, he slashed. At Agamemnon with his spear and wounded the Greek king's arm. It wasn't a death wound, but when the arm began to stiffen, it was so painful that Agamemnon was forced to leave the battle, jumping. Into his chariot, he called on the other Greek Greeks to keep fighting while he went back to the ships. This was exactly as planned by Zeus. Hector's moment had come. In a great voice, in a great voice, he shouted. To the Trojan army, Agamemnon is running away. Fight like men! Zeus gives us victory. Agamemnon is running away. Fight like men! Zeus gives us victory. He rode out on the battlefield. With all the Trojans behind him, the Greeks began to fall back, retreating towards the ships. Odysseus saw what was happening. We must hold the Trojans back. He called to Diomedes, "If Hector captures our ship, we lose everything." Come here and make a stand with me. Diomedes raced across to him, and the two heroes stood shoulder to shoulder, blocking the Trojans' way. Even Hector couldn't make them run. As he approached, Diomedes threw a spear. That hit him on the helmet. The blow was so hard; it almost knocked Hector unconscious. He just managed to stagger, to stagger back into his chariot. As he escaped, Hector escaped. Diomedes bellowed. After him, you saved your skin this time, but next time I will finish you off. 
he didn't realize that Paris was very close, hiding behind a wall, as Diomedes shouted, "Paris!" Oh, Paris sneaked out and shot at him. The arrow pierced Diomedes' foot, spinning it to the ground. Diomedes. It's foot. It's not ankle. It's not Achilles' ankle. Foot. Paris did that. Paris. Well, this is war. Paris stepped clear, stepped clear, of his hiding place, and began to gloat. How does it feel to be wounded, Diomedes? It's a pity you are not dead. It's only a scratch, Mister Pretty Hair. Diomedes yelled back, "If you were a real man, you'd have come. You would. You'd have come out and meet me face to face with a real weapon." He sounded furious, but they were empty words. To free himself, he had to pull out Paris' arrow. When he did, the pain was unbearable. He had to climb into his shahiyat and head back to the ships. That. Left Odysseus on his own, facing the whole Trojan army. The Trojans surrounded him, like hunters circling a wild boar. Wild boar. He kept fighting bravely, and managed to kill some of them. But finally, a spear. Went right through his shield, and into his side. Well, the Trojans would have slaughtered him then, but Menelaus and Ajax came to his rescue, fighting their way through to him. Fighting their way through to him, they hoisted him into his shahiyat and sent it back behind the wall. Paris was still skulking, skulking, in his hiding place, shooting at every Greek he could reach. One of his arrows hit. Mark. Macaon, 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 M A C H A O N, Macaon, Macaon, or Macaon, Macaon. The doctor who treated the wounded Greeks, Nestor knew it would be a disaster if Macaon. Macaon died.
So he went racing to the rescue, but that took Nestor out of the battle too. Once he had lifted Macaon into his chariot, he had to take him back to the ships. Achilles watched everything from behind the wall. When he saw the Greeks retreating, he was triumphant. They will come and grow to me now, he told Patroclus, Patroclus, P-A-T-R-O, Patroclus, C-L-U-S. He told Patroclus, he leaned forward as Nestor's chariot caught his eye. That looks like Macaon. The doctor, riding with Nestor, is he wounded? Go and find out, Patroclus. Obediently, Patroclus set out along the beach. He found Macaon in Nestor's hut. He and Nestor were drinking wine and eating barley, bodash, barley soup, bodash. Come on, Nestor said. Patroclus shook his head. I must go straight back. I must go straight back to Achilles. He wants to know if Macaon is injured. It's not only Macaon, Nestor said bitterly. Diomedes is wounded too, and so is Odysseus, and Greeks are dying all over the battlefield. But your precious, but your precious master won't do anything to help. Patroclus was horrified, but Nestor didn't stop. You are just as bad, he said. Why don't you tell Achilles what's happening? Tell him he has to fight. And if he won't, if he won't, borrow his armor and lead the mere maidens yourself. And lead the mere maidens yourself. Mermaidens. Mere maidens yourself. By then, Patroclus was almost in tears. He ran out of Nestor's hut and headed back along the line of ships. But before he reached Achilles' hut, he met another wounded man, a soldier named Uri. Eurypilus Eurypilus was dragging himself along the beach with an arrow in his side. Patroclus understood at last 
that the whole army was on the verge of death and disaster. Is everything lost? He called to Euripilus. Are we defeated? No one can hold Hector back," gasped, gasped Euripilus. "The Trojans are sweeping towards our wall, and there's no one to help the wounded. You know something about healing, don't you? Please cut this arrow out of my leg. How could?" Patroclus, say no. He knew Achilles was waiting impatiently for him, but he couldn't ignore Euripilus. He helped him back to his heart and laid him gently on the ground. Then, deftly and carefully, he cut out the head of the arrow. Then he dressed. The wound with a pole piece of herb, with a poultice, with a poultice of herbs, p o u l poultice, t i c poultice, poultice of herbs, holding it in place to try to stop the bleeding, while Patroclus. Was looking after Euripilus, the Trojans began another fierce assault. This time, they attacked on foot. Hector realized that their chariots would never make it across the trench, so he leaped to the ground, calling on the other nobles to follow him. Joining the foot soldiers, they charged down. They charged down into the trench and up the other side, brandishing their weapons as they flung themselves at the wall. The Greeks threw huge rocks down onto them. But the Trojans replied by hurling big stones at the wall. They flew like snow in a blizzard, clunging against helmet and shields, and covering the grounds. Then Zeus sent a sign. An eagle flew over the Trojan army. Carrying a blooded snake in its beak, suddenly the snake twisted around and bit the eagle's neck. Oh my! Wow! The snake 
twisted. This is an eagle with a beak. Eagle's beak with a snake. And the snake is already bloody. You can see almost dead, but the snake twisted and bite the eagle's neck. Eagle's neck. The eagle dropped it and flew away. And the snake lay writhing, writhing on the ground in the middle of the Trojan army. It was a terrible omen. The Trojans were appalled. But Hector refused to retreat. Zeus have Zeus has promised us a victory. Zeus has promised us victory, he shouted. Today we are going to reach the enemy's ship. Forward, he ran at the wall, and with a great roar, his men charged after him, hacking into the wood. The Greeks defended Dodgedly, blocking each gap as it opened up and slashing at the Trojans and slashing at the Trojans across the battle, the battlement. But Hector was relentless. Victory is inside, he bellowed. Break down the wall and burn the ships. Seizing an enormous rock, he launched himself at the paneled gates that barred their way. He flung the rock so hard that it broke the hinge of both gates, smashing their panels to firewood. The Trojans were through the wall. With a cry of triumph, Hector scrambled over the broken gates. His eyes flamed, and his whole body was ablazing with the fire of battle. As the Trojans flooded after him, the Greeks fled in a panic, scurrying. Scurrying, scurrying, scurrying among the ships for shelter.